From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Contorno talks to us about how to take technology down to its most simple and useful applications to get the most benefit from it. How you need to take the time to figure out the logistics and education of sports science data and figure out what will be the most beneficial for your athletes. And why spending time to develop the most basic parts of being a strength coach, like your exercise library, when you're an intern, to benefit you when you're a head coach. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones that's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information, on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Sparta Science. Sparta Science has been a part of the human performance community for over a decade. They started the idea of bringing the force plate analysis out of the lab and into the weight room. I've been following what they've been doing for a long time now, and their latest innovations is a must-have for both yours and my weight rooms. Sparta Science has been known for making the complex simple, making data easy to understand for the athletes and tactical operators so they can take ownership of their movement health. Sparta Science now offers more flexibility for coaches, including an expanded set of tests and full access to hundreds of metrics and time series data. Coaches have access to novel machine learning derived measures that can help uncover meaningful patterns unseen by the naked eye. Sparta Science makes precision training practical for any staff at any level while providing coaches and sports scientists with all the tools they need to continue pushing the envelope of human performance. For more information, visit spartascience.com chalk and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. What's it like going to 
a new team and like you said you've moved twice in the last year and what is your approach when you went to you know Maryland or Texas or if you're ever to go anywhere else or a lot of coaches are, are always finding somewhere new to work mm-hmm. like what's what is your approach when you go to a new team new culture different people and go about way your things there yeah that's a great question and i I can be a bull in a China shop type of person. And my my biggest goal is to not be when I first get to a new place. And that's with the athletes. That's with the program. Like I understand that some of these build outs are going to take a little bit longer. And the thing that I do is like week one, like I will sit back and, and watch and take notes and not, if there's something going on, like, and if like, if we're running catapult, like I'll absolutely jump in and start running it. But like, I think to take that week or however long it takes for you to get a sense of what the program is like, like that's been the most important thing, like not to come in and be like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm like, let me just see how you guys flow for a week. And then I'll start to make changes. Like for instance, here at Texas, um, I changed nothing the first week, except where we were putting the catapult receivers, just because I was like, let me see the operation or, and like where the guys were giving us their catapult units. And I was like, that's all I'm going to change. I'm just going to watch this. Okay. We can make this a little bit more efficient, this a little bit more efficient. And they do some things more efficient than I've done in the past. And and I want to know that. So if I came in day one, I was like, this is how we're setting it up. This is how you're putting the units in the vest. This is where they're giving it to me. I'd miss some of those little things. So it's like, let it play out for a week. Um, I have learned the hard way to not be, not come at the athletes quite as hard. Me and one of the Maryland kids got into it like day one and he's my boy. And so like, I'm glad we did. But like, I think it was like day one. I'm like, where's your fucking catapult vest? And like, you know, me and this D lineman are like button heads. And again, he he's my boy. And we were better off after that. But I was like, I'm not going to do that here. I'm going to give everything a week. I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to just see how they operate, what what the strength coaches, what their involvement is in it before like I start to jump into any discipline role. So I just kind of let it evolve for a week before I make little changes and I do get impatient. I'm a month in and I think we've done a lot of really cool stuff already. And I'm, of course, I'm, I feel like I'm behind and I feel like I have a million things to do, but I'm getting better about, okay, sit, let it play out and things will happen as they happen. Definitely. I think that's always good advice just to sit back and gauge what's going on and then adjust accordingly. Cause I've been there too. I've definitely been coming into a new team and I just try to bulldoze my way in there and then it's like you know it's, there's different ways of doing things yeah. but so if a coach is looking to start some version of sports science or some data collecting what would you say is the best bang for the buck for a team looking to collect data for performance yeah that's a great question i and maybe this is a crazy answer, but I think if you get a really good body weight system down first, there are yeah, so yeah. many places that don't do body weight well and don't okay. know how to store body weight data and don't know like the first thing about databasing and delete columns or just like don't know how to make a graph from the body weight data. And I I like, I know that's so the antithesis of sports science tech, but like something as simple like that, if like your weight room data and your body weight data is like, organized in a way that can be processed and like analyzed anything else is going to be easy just on a larger scale and with technology involved so that is my first thing it's like more places like i think that's what separates sports science and strength and conditioning right now is just the ability to handle data on a large scale and does that think that does that mean i think everybody needs to be an expert coder no but i think everybody needs to understand how to build a database 
because that's going to help you with code. That's going to help you with a smarter base. That's going to help you with a Power BI. If you understand how that backend works, it's going to make all of these programs easier to operate, even if you've never used them before. Um, and so that would be my first one. And then when it comes to like performance testing, you know, obviously GPS has its place. Like I, I really do think it is essential for like a, a, a field sport to operate with. But timing gates would be my second one um, because you can do so much of your performance testing and even return to play testing. I think that's a place where people are like, forget that timing gates can also have value to say you don't have GPS, but you're running a return to play guy, like run him on timing gates. Like, I, I, like it's almost like we forget pra football practice happens and we like kind of forget that strength and conditioning equipment still exists. And so that would be my second one. Like you can sprint profile, you can do like curve run sprints, you could do change direction tests and you can have baselines on all of these things that in a, if a case a guy gets hurt, you have their max speed from, you know, different 10 yard flies or 10 yard starts. And you can like track that in their return to play the 505 test. Like there are just so many things that you can do with timing gates. And, and I try to, whenever we get new tech, I try to pare it down to like its simplest principle. Like I don't want to just do this because it's cool tech. What's like the easiest way we can make an impact with it? And it might not even be anything involving like science. Like for instance, we have these synaptic um, strobe glasses here. And I found an old pair of the Nike Spark ones in a drawer. And I'm like, oh, let me give these to the receivers and have them do some, let's have them catch jugs with these glasses on the, you know, you know, receivers. If it can help them catch a football. They're going to do it. And it's been a week and we have these, this pair is from like 2012. Nike Spark doesn't even exist anymore. And they've all been stealing them out of my office. They've been using it to catch jugs. We've been doing some like catching protocols with it. So we're going to order a bunch more pairs of these glasses and like something like that. Like now all of a sudden they're bought into sports science. Now all of a sudden they think it's going to help them be a better wide receiver. Now all of a sudden they're like obsessive with this one piece of tech that isn't really that big of a deal in terms of the grand scale of tech. And now you have buy-in. And so like, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I, I hate tech. Like I, I'm the sports scientist will say, I, I hate every single piece of technology I have. It all breaks. It is all my problem when it breaks. I have the athletes yelling at me. I have the coaches yelling at me. I have the strength coaches yelling at me. Like it is all my fault all the time because Bluetooth doesn't work. Like Bluetooth is the worst thing that's ever been invented in my opinion, because it makes my life so hard. But also like, it's amazing to have all this tech and I've been very fortunate to be able to use all of it as much as I hate it. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's important from what you said is even something as simple as getting weights and getting your, your database up and running and knowing how to collect that. So when you do get timing gates or anything Bluetooth, or it's always, you can have somewhere to put that data and know what to do with it. Now, what would you say is the biggest, how do you go about buying with your sports science? Cause I know, and you know, definitely as well, be having been a strength coach and still, you know, a strength coach at heart, you know, when you're talking with the head sport coach or even with like the strength staff, you know, you know what the big pushback is from head coaches or even from strength coaches. How do you go about, you know, uniting the sport science and the strength staff and then even mm -hmm. the sport coach? Yeah, I think the two biggest things, if we're going to talk about like strength and conditioning coaches, the two biggest things are um, logistics 
is the first one and um, education, logistics and education. Those, And I think that goes for athletes too. I think, again, we, we say we want this tech and maybe it's not possible to run these tests with 140 athletes. And so if logistics get thrown off because you're running a test, the strength coaches are going to be pissed off. So it's finding tech that's usable within your weight room, that's practical with the way you run the lift, that you are testing at times that make sense for the team. Like that's the number one thing you have to have that dialed in. I used to tell my interns that sports science is 99% logistics, because if, if you can't get that under control, it's going to come just completely snowball. And so my strength and conditioning background, like understands how to operate logistically in a room with a whole football team. And, and even sometimes now, like, you know, I only test a certain population of athletes at certain times of the year, like spring ball. Like I do certain tests on our high risk skill guys that I might not do on our line right now, because I, I, I know logistically I can't fit all of it in, in one lift. So I'm not, I understand those limitations and I don't get frustrated when I can't get those. So that's, that's the first thing. Education is the second. I think tech companies don't do a good enough job of educating us on exactly how to use the tech. And I think that comes down to the logistics a little bit too. Like they don't know how a lift operates. And so like there might be functionalities that like I figure out that a tech has that like my rep didn't necessarily know. And it's not because I'm smarter. They're the ones that know the tech. It's just I've had to tinker with it in an emergency situation where I need to get it to work in front of the whole football team. and. And so I think, you know, because they don't have that background, they don't necessarily know the pertinent metrics or not a metrics, metrics is the wrong word, but the pertinent way to explain it to a strength coach to educate them. So I think education is huge. So even with our football team, like week one, I did a presentation on what catapult was because guys were like, why am I wearing this sports bra? I'm like, oh, you guys don't know what catapult is. So we did like a five minute presentation on what GPS is, what an accelerometer is and why I'm making you wear it. Or the force plate. It's like, oh, what is this measure? What? Why am I measuring this? I explain everything to our athletes. And I think what happens, even something simple as that, the athletes get buy-in and there's no way that everybody else isn't going to buy in, especially the sport coaches. So the way you get buy-in with sport coaches is get your athletes to buy in. And so when for example, last year at Maryland, we ran an in-season like speed program to make sure all of our guys were hitting the speeds they need. And the guys were obsessed with this. And we would call out speeds for kickoff periods. Next thing you know, they're competing against each other. We're yelling across the field. They're yelling back at me. I'm standing out there with an iPad. There's a crowd of guys around me. And that just the visibility of that for football coaches, then they start to come ask me. Then they're like, hey, Sam, like how fast did my guy run? They're texting me. They're like, we have a bet on how fast that QB sprint was. Like, was it 19, like over under like that, like getting your athletes to talk about this stuff gets everybody else to talk about this stuff. So they're actually like your best salesman. And so to educate them, you're giving back to the program because again, they're talking about it. They're asking you questions. They're bringing it up with their teammates. They all want to do the test now because their teammates got to do the test. Next thing you know, they're talking about in meeting rooms. And the position coaches are like, "What are the what's what speed did you run?" Oh, I, like I didn't know what that meant. And so, like every report I send out has a cheat sheet on the back of it. It has all the metrics listed out. Like my goal has always been, if I give you a sheet, like I just don't want you to be able to ask me a single question. If I send you an email with like the report for the day, I don't want you to have to ask me a single question. I want all that information to be there. And of course, I'm happy to answer questions, but I want you to be able to go reference it because I want to teach you. I, I want to make 140 sports scientists in our program. I don't want it to just be me. Um, 
before I left Maryland, I had a DB who was standing next to me. He had nothing. He was injured. So he couldn't really do much. So he was standing next to me while I was doing Nord board tests. And he's like, can I give the guys results today? And he'd stand there and be like, well, you know, your left is doing more than your right. And I'm like, the fact that you can do this, like, that's my career goal. Like the fact that you can read the Nord board report, you know, display to your teammate and like, tell him what you think of it. Like, this is awesome. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your weightlifting to the next level? I'd like to introduce you to Barbell Mate. They are the most affordable velocity-based training device on the market. Barbell Mate provides real-time analytics and feedback and helps you lift more effectively and efficiently, providing stats such as range of motion, mean, and peak velocity. The personal app is available for Android and iOS and has no subscription fee. And at just $285 per device, it's the smart choice for anyone looking to improve their weightlifting performance. And as a special offer for Iron Game Chalk Talk listeners, they will offer $15 off your first purchase with code CHOCKTALK15. Again, save $15 off your first purchase using code CHOCKTALK15. But that's not all. The new Barbell Mate Team app provides a complete management system to track and monitor the progress of multiple athletes. Choose from a variety of three packages to suit your team's needs, with prices starting as affordable as $25 per month. Visit barbellmate.com slash chalktalk to learn more and start your journey towards better weightlifting performance. And remember to use code chalktalk15 for $15 off your first purchase. Again, take a look at them at less than $300 a unit. Barbell mate is definitely something you should look into for VBT training in your weight room. I hope uh, some of these companies are listening to you for sure. And I know you, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head. And I think it's been helpful that you are a strength coach and, and you know what we're going through. And you're absolutely right. If it's going to take forever for a hundred people to do one assessment versus something that you can get done with like logistics. And then also, you know, building that excitement on the team, I think is a very important thing for the sport coach to see. And I think you um, nailed it on the head on that one. So if we have, we do have a lot of listeners who are, might be like a GA or an intern and you know they're in that part of our profession where you're doing a lot of work for either no money or very little money um what is some advice you would tell those coaches that are in the the thick of that part of their career oh man there are days where i would love to be an intern again um i don't think that i spent enough time developing myself and my skill sets when i was an intern and I think part of that is, you know, you work a crazy schedule and you're just trying to make sure the weight room is cleaned up to standards. And like, you do have a lot of stuff going on. I was finishing my master's at the time. Like it, you never just have one thing when you're an intern, you have a million things probably going wrong. But one thing like I didn't do a good enough job was, and, I, and I'll tell interns is like, go back and make your exercise library. You'll literally never use it when you're an an actual strength coach and, and God bless anyone out there that uses their exercise library that they made because I still have not used mine. But like, I didn't spend enough time like making that stuff. I spent more time just like in a weight room stressed out and trying to learn everything. 
And I didn't spend enough time like developing those things that you just literally don't have time to do when you become an assistant, when you become a coordinator, associate director, whatever you become, you, you, you have other shit, you have meetings you have to run off to where you, you can't do all the reading that you want to do. And you can't do all of the continuing education and you can't make the stupid dashboard that you're never going to use. Like that's the fun part where like, I would just love to not have any of my responsibilities for the day other than cleaning the weight room. Like that would be a great time to go back to. So like, enjoy it and enjoy it because it sucks and you're going to be miserable. And it's like, that was the most productive I've ever been in my life was like, when you're an intern, you're doing a million things and you're trying to do them at a high level. You're just trying to improve yourself and you're probably always exhausted and always poor. And like, that's, that's like the best time of your career in some ways. And then you like get out of the other side and you're like, man, like I did all that. Like now I go home and like, I just want to watch Netflix. And like how intern Sam would be so disappointed in you. <laughs> no, I, I definitely understand both sides of that coin for sure. Now, what's some advice you would give to somebody that Let's say they just broke that barrier. They're full-time. They're maybe an assistant or I've even had a couple of people just get slingshotted right into the director role. What's some advice you'd give to that person having just landed in their first full-time job? Yeah, I think the big thing is like dominate all the responsibilities that you need to dominate. Like organize the stuff that you have to get done. I am not an organization. Like I'm not an organized person by nature. And I think that is why I tend to over-organize my own stuff. But like, I have to make lists of the stuff that I have to get done, not the stuff I want to get done. That's like a different list. That's the the product, the projects. But like, what are the things that you have to get done in a day for your piece of your job or your job to like have the program function at a high level? Because especially like the years where I was a strength and conditioning coach, nutritionist, dabbling in sports science like there was a year where we just had a lot of roles per staff member at Stanford and if I did not have that list of like these are the things I have to execute for the football program to train successfully today like that's the stuff you have to do because half my day again it's like what do I need to execute for this football program to run today like what what do I need to do for sports science for the day those are like what you know what what are my responsibilities that directly impact the football program? Then the other lists are, what are the projects that I need to get done that will better the football program, but not necessarily run it? Like the day will live if I don't make a recovery protocol today. The day literally won't live if I haven't set the catapult alarms, put the catapults out, like, you know, gone to a meeting. Like the day won't happen without those high performance meetings and the tech out. But the day will happen if I haven't, you know, you know, researched thermohuman this morning. Like it, it's it's designating the like needs versus like the the what's going to improve your program. Definitely, that's some really good advice because the those lists, especially the ones that need to get done versus the want to get done, are either essential for sure. Now, if you could pick up the phone and call Sam Contorno from five years ago, what would you tell her? Oh. That's a good question. I would tell her to be the persistent little fucker that she is. Um, because I five years ago, like when I got into this field, like that, I feel like that was a different point in my life than the Sam Contorno before that. Cause that one was like, I don't really know what I want to do. Like, like if I could call the Sam Contorno 10 years ago, I'd be like, go take a computer science course and not have to learn that on the fly. Um, and, and that's the one that I'd give the advice, like, Hey, like, you know, this is where you should go five years ago. Like I like 
I was just tunnel vision. Like I'm going to, I'm going to work in football at the highest level. Like, um, I even came to Texas or Austin to do a presentation in like last July and did a tour of the facility, like stood on the football field and like, was like, I'm going to fucking work here one day. And I was, I was talking to Isaiah. Um, and he's like, did you manifest this? Like, cause you were here and you're walking around the field and it's like, kind of did I think like I don't know like I've just I've been in this mode my whole career in strength and conditioning and again I'm fortunate to have gotten into it later when I was more mature but I have just been in this mode since I got in that like I used to say I was going to be the director of strength and conditioning at USC and I would say that and people would look at me and then I'd say that again and people would look at me and it's like I'm that's not an unheard of possibility not that I don't want to be a director of strength and conditioning but like you say these things then you like get closer and closer and closer to these goals and you're like I can't believe that happened um, I have like a crazy goal list that I wrote in like 2017 when I started this journey of like things like, and I'll add things here and there. And then I like, look back at this list every so often. I'm just like, I can't believe that I've made it to this point. And like, I appreciate the days as the pissed off intern who was just like, had no idea what she was doing, but just barreling in a direction. And, and that's been like, that's been the most fun. And that's why I think like, for these young, for young interns, like enjoy it. No doubt. That's, uh, that's very good. And Isaiah is a good dude. I, I've talked to him a few times out there and he's, uh, he's awesome. Now, if what's something that you got coming up this next year that you're looking forward to professionally? Oh, so many things. We're doing some really cool stuff here. Um, I give a ton of credit to coach Becton. Um, he's awesome. And our athletic training staff here is awesome. And, uh, he always says like, we're cooking with gas. Like we, we really are like, we're, we're moving in a really cool direction with a lot of this stuff. Um, I think, you know, I've run catapults, I've run force plate, I've run Nordboard, I've run 1080, I've run all that stuff at different places, but we have some like really cool, like recovery modalities here. And so one thing I've been working on is like building out protocols for some of that stuff. Um, we have a thermo human, so we have, it takes the thermograms and it like, you have different spots of your body that have different temperature readings and like you can prescribe specific recovery modalities based on that. So like, I'm just getting into like doing some baseline testing on guys where I'll test them more consistently. And as we start to see some results, be like, okay, you know, you might need to have cold tub, you might need to hot tub, whatever these protocols end up being. So like, that's been a really cool one. It's like, we do all the basic stuff, like really, really well, like the catapult, the force plate, the Nord board, like all that, all that stuff. So like to be able to really fine tune some stuff at this level is what I'm really, really excited for. Oh, that's definitely some exciting things and we'll keeping an eye on that for sure. Now, what would you say is the best way for our listeners to find out what you got going on and, you know, see all the fun and exciting things you're doing there at UT? That's a good question. Um, my Instagram name, Sam Contorno. I don't post much of what I do on my Instagram. So if you want to see me miss Olympic lifts and yell, please head over to my Instagram page and give me a follow. Uh, but if you do not, um, I am super reachable. I really, I don't mind talking shop with anybody. I am like, so if, if you have a question about specific tech, like hit me up, like hit me up get my number, hit me up on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I'm more than open to talking to people. I, I like talking to young sports scientists or strength coaches about this because I don't think there's a good resource out there for any of that stuff. And like, people be like, what books did you read? You know, what articles did you read? It's like, I, I was given 95 catapult units and I broke 85 of them. And that's how I got really good at this. And so hands-on experience is going to be the best. So like, 
I, I, again, if people are like, Hey, I tried this, it didn't work. And they want to talk through that with me. Like I'm, I'm super open to talking shop with anybody. So that's definitely the best way to reach me. If you want to talk about strength and conditioning or sports science, like just hit me up and I'll be happy to set up a call. But if you want to watch me miss lifts and cry and whine (laughs) about it, that would be my Instagram content. No, it's definitely, it's i uh, I'm glad you're able to reach out. And I wanted to say thank you for joining us on the podcast. You're, like I said, a lot of people have been requesting to hear from you and hear about your experiences and everything. Uh, and so thanks for giving us that. And it's exciting. This is um, an interview that I would honestly say it's like, it's, it's motivating. It's good to see that kind of passion that's still left in an experienced coach like yourself. And uh, you keep everybody moving us forward in our profession. So I appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. I appreciate you so much. And thank you again for having me on. This has been awesome. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind coaching on the floor, programming and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash chalk. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.